Welcome back, Doom Doom Bippers, to another episode of the Hoffcast. Say it. Doom Doom Bip. Oh, <laughs> she's been jealous of the Doom Doom Bip. She's been wanting to say it. Sarah Hoff's back on the pod. Hey, yo. Sarah <laughs> Hoff in the house. It's 11.43. You're up past your bedtime. That's because I drank coffee today. Yeah, you. coffee doesn't have that effect on me. Oh, I don't know how. I can drink like three cups and take a nap instantly. And you were like, I can't have coffee past 11.15 in the a.m. I'm going to be up till 4 (laughs) a.m. Easy. (laughs) Well, don't keep me up. I had a show tonight at a uh, hostel, an international hostel, where everybody was from out of the country. What? Yeah, man. I bombed out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, big hop. These new jokes. Uh, Did they speak English? Horribly. Oh, not <laughs> was it, it downtown. Listen, it wasn't terrible. No, it was in Santa Monica. Oh. And I've done this show before, but it's been a few years. And it's always like you always go. You think, no, this is good. This will be good. Like, I'll, where's it at? I'll, uh, it's down by the promenade. It's like, oh. I will, um, you know, I'll, I'll grow as a comedian. I'll learn how to entertain different folks. And then you get there and you see the first mm-hmm. comic just eating it. And you're like, oh, references. Nick references what did i say reference ref references they don't they don't mean anything oh yeah that you can't uh, i just found myself questioning everything i tried i think i tried seven brand new jokes and six of them they were just staring at me like i was speaking yeah you're using wrong lingo hey don't fall in love with killing honey i really hear that you I will kill you. <laughs> I uh, I mean, it, it was a fine show. Makes you weak. Just knock that over. Um, but it's so weird to be sitting there in front of like 16-year-olds and you're just like, I don't know how. First of all, I don't ha- know how to relate to you. And second of all, you barely speak English. You're from Germany. I don't know oh, what to do. And are they I, here for Oktoberfest? No, they're missing Oktoberfest. <laughs> they're missing it. And they can drink beer at 16, but they can't drive till 18. So all these kids can drink alcohol, but they can't drive. And uh, they're here. I tried to make a couple Hitler references. Remember uh, when I didn't the, know what Oktoberfest was? Yes, I remember. <laughs> you had just moved out to Los Angeles and a bunch of people were going to Oktoberfest. And you're like, oh, really? I uh, couldn't wait. Because I was like, I missed the fall so much. And then your friend said, you asked me, hey, Sarah, you want to go to Oktoberfest? And I was like, yes. And you (laughs) were so surprised at how enthusiastic I was. Yeah, because you didn't drink beer. I didn't drink beer. But you didn't know that I thought it was a different thing. what are you doing? And then I thought we were going to sit on hay bales and And celebrate fall. You got like your pumpkin carving outfit on. (laughs) We show up. We all order giant beer steins. You're like, like, oh. "Oh." (laughs) So you're just drinking. I think our margaritas here. Okay, fine. (laughs) Then I didn't even drink like... I don't even think I liked wine at that point. Maybe not. Maybe I think not. I drank like real, like an amaretto sour. I remember when I moved my out to Los Angeles, I tried to get into wine because everybody was into wine. I was like, okay, I guess, uh, well, Who my parents wine drank that you wine. Were friends with? Everybody was drinking wine. You go out to these parties, people are like, oh, I have a wine. Oh, yeah, I guess. And uh, so I, I remember I lived uh, 
with a guy that I met on like roommates.com, like the one guy that didn't look like a serial killer. Shout out to Eric Kim. Eric Kim. Uh, dude, I haven't seen that dude. You guys ate years. it for size. No idea. Yes, we did. We got some chicken at Versailles and decided, yes, and we decided could live with each Culver other. And decided between Culver City and Palms. And uh, what was I saying? What? Sorry, I was interjecting and I lost yeah, your freaking, train of thought. Uh, <laughs> like uh, Frank Costanza. <laughs> I, Kruger, you couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. <gasps> lost my train of thought. Okay. What was I saying? Oh, the, okay. So, oh yeah, I was getting wine. in the line. Thank you. No, thank you. I, I said it before you got you, you back did. on track, uh, mister. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, so I would buy, I, like I couldn't afford nice wine, so I'd go to like the grocery store and I'm looking at the bottom shelf and I ended up just getting yellowtail wine. Like, you oh, get, yeah, I remember that. I got a that. bottle of wine for like four bucks and I'd open it up. That was the up. cutest wine, though, in 2007, six-ish. Whatever it was. That was the cutest looking I'd one. I'd buy it and I would open it and I would pour myself a glass and I didn't like it, and I'd drink a little bit, and then that bottle would sit there for, like, months. And then I'd, like, come out, and I'd uncork it, and I'd pour myself another glass. And finally, Eric, who I think he's a doctor now, <laughs> he'd be like, you know, once you open wine, you got to, like, throw it away after it only has a shelf like of, like, a week or so at most. Oh, like, did you think that oh, you were really? aging it? I thought, were you yeah, like, this is ooh, probably only getting better. It's aged, like... <laughs> This wine is more expensive now. They've opened it and let it breathe. Absolutely. That I thought Do you I remember would, when this four dollar bottle is gonna be a seven dollar bottle. When soon. we moved into uh the house that we had the students live with us. Oh, baby's crying. We got a baby crying. Sorry, baby was crying there for a second. We're good. What were you about to say? You remember when we moved into the place on Wagner Street? Okay. And we found all that wine. Uh, we found like six bottles of wine. <laughs> and then we had our friend Don Wells. Well, we were looking at and it. And Jared. And it was like old. It was It like, was old, but we thought that was good. We were like, hey guys, come over. We found some wine in the place. Right. Whoever like was there, like old. it must have gotten a bunch of wine for like gifts Let's over buy the a party. years. And we're like, look, this person doesn't even do they left the wine for us. Yeah. And we thought it was we thought, oh, this is going to be good wine. It's like 10 years old. Right. <laughs> the longer it gets, the better it is. Yeah. It was like wine from 2000 and we were, it was 2010 when we moved there <laughs> and we cracked it open and you liked it. Right away, our friends were but skeptical. They, they were, were like, like uh... they knew. <laughs> they were more into wine than we were. <laughs> they knew. Yeah, I poured it. I was like, that's not but bad. she had one sip and, and she's like, like, I'm done. Never mind. <laughs> I don't even know if we had anything else to drink. I think it was it was like applesauce pouring. There was like it chunks in it. Bad. it there was, there there was no sediment. Chunks. There was a lot of sediment. Sediment is good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that it can uh, ground you. Keep you... Keep you level-headed. Worms the cockles of the heart. Uh, I don't say cockles. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird. Do you, you don't remember, like cockles, honey? Do you remember when your mom was talking about like the heart? She was like trying to quote like some. It was the Bible in the Bible, first of all. and she's like, and you s- some like the circumcised heart, and she kept like doing this little hand gesture. No, she's she like, said circumcision. You get down to the soft, tender part of the. And I was the- like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> It was a circumcised heart. I'm pretty sure. Yes, she was talking about how circumcision is a symbol of a circumcised heart, where you have cut away the callus. Yeah, but nobody circumcises the, a heart. The tender. You circumcise a dong. T- 
tender sensitive. <laughs> oh, your mom just, she, I think she was driving and with her other hand, she was trying to signal stimulated the circumulus. Stimulated knob of the pe- Did you appendage. say stimulated knob? <laughs> yes. Good God. She whiz. Um, oh, wait. We, uh, so our middle child has night terrors sometimes. Like he'll just start screaming Oof. in the middle of the night. And Is sometimes that? it's and sometimes like we'll wake up and he's just standing next to our bed mm-hmm. and he's just right there ready to, and we're like okay come on get in get in bed buddy because it's just easier to do that than mm-hmm. to be like no go get back in your bed because he might freak out right. and lose his mind so like we brought him in bed the other night and he was kicking us he just I mean I think he kicks I you. got bruised ribs like yeah. and I just take it in the middle of the night because I'm just like whatever and I left I'll and went to his push. bed push his legs out of the way <laughs> you you escaped i'm sitting here taking shots to I the put chin. a pillow so he wouldn't roll off my side you left i didn't even know you left and then all of a sudden uh he he like wakes up and he's got to pee so i'm like okay like yeah i don't want him pee in the bed so yeah. i take him into the bathroom i'm half out of it he's <laughs> out of it and i put him in front of the toilet and he's like starts to wig out and i'm like no no no, no. we cannot have uh. like you gotta pee and sometimes, like, if I start to pee, he'll go ahead and pee. <laughs> so I'm peeing. I'm half asleep. And he's like, all right. If bonding. We're, if we're peeing, you know, I'll play swords with you in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. Mm-hmm. So he starts peeing. And and <laughs> I forget <laughs> I forget what we had had to eat the night before. Oh, jeez. Don't, don't it, blame it on me. Yeah, you don't probably blame made some sort of me. bean soup. Like I'm... <laughs> Like I'm frying up bologna at night. And uh, <laughs> and so for whatever reason, I cut a fart. I I, I bologna and pickle sandwiches. And uh, and right away I can smell it. <laughs> and this kid's got the most sensitive nose out of anybody he's I know. Got it it rhyme, no, dude, you have a sensitive nose, but this kid yes, but he's he young will and spry. Rival it. He's vi- he's got vitality on. His he's head. got a young nose. And. Uh, <laughs> And instantly I smell it and he's, you know, at waist level. So he's getting a taste of it. And all of a sudden he just goes, oh, 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 that, that smells horrible, terrible. He just goes, that smells terrible. And, and I see him like look behind him and there's just a wall. Like he's there's nowhere a rotting to carcass. Yeah, he's trying to get out of there. He doesn't understand what's happening. And he's like, just the shower is behind him. He cannot escape. It's just this. And he I gets just, off his stool and runs towards the shower and realizes he's trapped. Tilting his mouth and nose up as if he's like trying to get his head above water to catch <laughs> breath. And he's just like, <gasps> And and there's nothing I could and I'm dying laughing like I'm, I'm hearing stomping in the other room on the other hand you're in the other room and you can hear like just screaming and I start dying laughing I'm just laughing my ass off and he's looking at me like I just you know like spit poison on him. his air and he can't understand why I'm laughing <laughs> it's the middle of the night and. Then I try and get him to wash his hands. There's no way that's happening. He's screaming his head off. Finally, you come in. You're like, what's going on? I'm like, I farted. You're like, Nick, the hell? And well, and then you're, it's it's like 4 a.m. And you're you're dying laughing in your pillow still. <laughs> like, we're all three in we're bed. We're all back in the bed. And, and I'm just, get, I'm shaking the entire like, mattress you with go, my giggles. You tell me what he said. He said, Neil said it smelled terrible. 
little bowl and you're laughing so hard in your pillow and like i'm just i was so tired i just fell asleep while you're giggling into your pillow i don't know if it's like partial <laughs> embarrassment or what it is but sometimes when you fart you just have to laugh <laughs> like it's just the most awkward but hilarious thing in the world <laughs> and i like sometimes you get those laughing fits but it's also a farting fit like where you're laughing but then also <laughs> is coming out at the same time <laughs> and then it's like getting even funnier and, and you're annoying uh, everybody in the room uh, to know it dude i was laughing so hard but that kid uh, he does have a nose on him like it must like yeah. i smelled it and i was like yeah this one's dank <laughs> this one is brutal uh, well i understand that because when you let loose the next morning you mean it when, was, I, when I pooped? You had morning. your movement, morning movement. Yes. And then I went grocery shopping and went back in there and it was still there. Well, we have to, the unfortunate thing is we have to shut our bathroom door. May Otherwise, was with me, honey. the one-year-old will stomp in and start dunking for turds. True. So. It smelled like a swamp in there. Well, that's not my fault. Whatever you cooked the night before I don't know was what obviously I cooked to blame. Or what you ate on the road. No, I blame that on your road trip. What did you and Had Larry I just gotten eat? back? What did you and Dan eat? Ugh. Well, Arby's. I know we had Arby's one night and we had <laughs> we had Wendy's <laughs> one night and we were all ordering. <laughs> we're in the car. It's after a show. We're all ordering uh, Wendy's and I get uh. a value fry, a uh, bacon, uh, junior bacon cheeseburger, and I get a value frosty. And back in the day, the value frosty was, you know, a reasonable treat. That's how they and get you. And then... Now the value frosties become this thimble full. It's like a solo it's uh, shot glass. Dude, it is tiny. It is barely bigger than a <laughs> shot glass. And the dude leaned out the drive through window and handed it out. He's like, here's <laughs> your uh, value frosty. Yeah, he just had like one on top, one on the bottom. He's like, here's the value frosty. And everybody's <laughs> like, who the hell ordered this little and I was like, that was, that's me, guys. It? Dude, like two fries. I dip. By the way, Hoff recommends. If you're not dipping your fr Wendy's fries into your value oh, frosty. Oh, honey, I've been doing that since I was two. I know, but some people look at you like you're crazy. They but do. that's rookie. rookie. Listen, the same concept also applies. Grandma Allen, I love you. Dear God, She's not have with us anymore. Drink a booze. Hot cocoa lush. and buttered white bread hot cocoa dip and it in white there. bread same concept it's the same thing as fries yeah, and frosty, salty sweet but it's the winter version well i've never had that you butter some wonder bread up and you dip it into the hot cocoa with little mini marshmallows it is so good yeah. and then when you guys try it and you like it you say thank you grandma allen thank you grandma port indiana buttered wonder what bread up? and hot chocolate it's so good Okay, I, I believe you. I believe you. It's got that salty sweet. It's basically the same. It exact is salty thing. sweet. But I like, I like the. I, that's hot on hot. I like the hot cold. I like well, the hot fry saying. into the oh, cold frosty. True. So I'm gonna knock Grandma Allen this down is, a peg. This is winter though. This is like Christmas. Warms the cockles of your heart. Quit saying cockles. <laughs> you, why? Why? Why cockles? Callback. I haven't heard. No, that's not a callback. <laughs> Lack of vocabulary <laughs> is not a callback <laughs> just because you said the same thing twice. But it's oh, still in a context that makes sense. I'm glad we can laugh at each other <laughs> calling each other turds because, <laughs> you know, 
I think that's that's, that's a positive what? thing for a relationship where you can belittle each other and still laugh. Well, the problem with that, though, is that you and I know it's in love. But then when we say it in front of our kids, like, I'll call you an idiot and be like, you're an idiot. Right. And then one of them will be like, you said idiot. Or they'll go to school and call like. That Mrs. hasn't happened yet. Has he said anything? No. I think he knows. But we well haven't had that. a parent teacher conference. yet. No. So I'm, it, that's my fear. It's Sometimes you'll say, like, though, you know I'm going to murder you. Uh, say no, no, don't, don't even start. What did you me? say? What did you say to Neil two weeks <laughs> ago? Sometimes say you're going to murder me. It was middle of night. But Neil by the says way, that do I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah, Neil will say I'm going to murder you. But what you said something even more sinister a couple of weeks okay, ago. He he was keeping you I'm, up in the middle of the night, and you said, "What did I'm you say?" I'm not in my right mind at night. Well, okay, yeah, I'm like I don't wake worse you up. than drunk if you wake me up in the middle of the night. You're just plain mean. What You I said mean, something like, I, I will end you. What did you say? I said, I will end your life. <laughs> <laughs> Not I will end you. You roll over. You're like, Neil Henry, if you don't be quiet, I will end your life. <laughs> and I and I like poked my head off of the pillow and I go, jeez. Like, my God. Hit him. Oh, nice okay. snort. Well, <laughs> I will end. And your I would life. never say that uh, with a Awake sound mind. Conscious? I'm not Lord. of sound mind this in the middle of the night. I should sleep with one eye open. <laughs> that, oh my God. You should. And last night, last night, though, I'm surprised when he was I have kicking nursed. you, you said something to him and I gave you the stank eye. Last night? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said something similar. You said, I'm going to beat you, or what did you okay, say? I never said that. What did you say? Jeez, you know what you, I just saw I you said. recognize what you said. What was it? <laughs> Beating you reminded you of what you said. So what is I it? Said if, what did I say? I said, if you don't go to bed now, mind you, this is after 30 minutes of being kicked in bed uh -huh, in uh -huh. the middle of the what night. What was it? What'd you say said, to a three-year-old? I will give you to someone else and you can beat somebody else's little boy. No, that That's... is not what it was. And then I rolled over and said, just kidding, but I will let you let the coyotes eat you. Eat your face. No. You said eat your face. That was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> that was when he kept sniffing. I'm going to give you away or something like no, that. No, he kept sniffing and getting all OCD about his nose. It was bite your nose off. I, I said will... I will get a coyote to bite your nose off if you don't. Go to Talk about scarring and jarring to a three-year-old in the I, middle of the night when the mother that you love and I, trust and nurse from is like mother of the year I will right end here your life <laughs> i will snuff you like a lit cigarette you okay. little turd <laughs> meanwhile he seems happy in the day he's doing fine he's doing fine uh, he's he's a little tire biter oh my gosh I know that's not right to say. I should not say that. I listen, and, and but people. I'm tired. Some people say you're not supposed to let your kid get in your bed. Like they say, do not allow it. And I think you know, how how long is that going to last? It's going to last a couple of years, and then yeah. he's not going to. I mean, our oldest wants nothing to do with our bed anymore. Right. So it's kind of nice. Like when he when I'm walking him to school, sometimes he wants to hold my hand. I'm like, I know what it's are you, gay? so sweet. Like, he holds my <laughs> hand too, and I love it. 
<laughs> I don't think I you heard saw what him. I, said. I heard what you said. <laughs> I'm just not going to go there. <laughs> but I hold it. I'm like, all right, like the, this is sweet. I saw I, you guys walking home, and he was holding your hand. He likes to hold my hand. It's I'm, cute. It's nice. I held my mom's hand for the longest time. I know you're thinking. I'm sure you did. You're not properly weaned. All right, guys. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> we had a kid crying that we had to tend to. So that portion of the podcast is gone. And you guys, I thought about, you know, just waiting a few days and and getting Sarah back on the microphone and finishing and just editing it all together. But you know what? This is life. This is how that works. And this is not one of those podcasts that's all shiny and polished. This is a <laughs> this is a turd, and I try to mold that turd, but uh, but sometimes things happen. So it's just going to be me finishing up. And if you tune out at this point, <laughs> then what's it all been about? Uh, but that was fun to talk to Sarah. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm gonna spend uh, the rest of this time. Uh, I'm on the road this week, uh, being Laughlin, Nevada, and Pine Top, Arizona, wherever the heck that is. So if you're in those areas, come come say hi and see a show. But I'm going to finish this. I, I, I reached out on Facebook a while back saying, hey, ask me any questions you have, and I'll answer them on the next podcast. So I picked a couple of them here. Uh, a lot of you guys had great questions, and um, I wanted to pick a few of them and take some time and answer it. Uh, let's see. Oh, Chris Kruger said, uh, at what point do you determine to stray from joke list and start talking to crowd? Uh, and is that a hard skill to master? So I wouldn't say that I've mastered it yet. <laughs> uh, but I, the way I see it, um, is sometimes when you're talking to somebody and you can kind of see their interest is waning and you can see they start like looking around or maybe they check their phone and you're like, man, I'm losing them here. And, and it's never as obvious as that. It's almost never as obvious as that, uh, in standup, but sometimes you can just feel the energy shifts and, and you feel like, okay, I gotta, I gotta wrangle them back in. I've got to figure out a way to connect again. Cause that can happen over the course of 45 minutes to an hour. You can start to kind of lose people's attention. Even if things are going well, you know, the average human being is distracted something like every 11 seconds. So <laughs> to, to keep that rolling in. So at that point you think, okay, maybe, maybe we need to, uh, you know, ask something or get people re-engaged and, and another time that happens at comedy clubs, most people don't recognize it, is something called the check drop, which is, uh, so a headliner is usually doing 45 minutes to an hour. That's the last comic on stage. It always goes host, feature, headliner. And the host will do 10 minutes usually, the feature will do 20 to 30, and the headliner will do 45 to an hour. And uh, during the headliner set at most comedy clubs, um, there's something called the check drop, which is about 15 minutes before the end of the show, the uh, wait staff will bring your check. Here's, here's how, what you owe for your drinks and your food. And at that point, that is just murder for the show because they always drop it to every single table right around in this little two to three minute pocket. And there you can really feel it. Okay, the laughs aren't as big as they were. What are people doing? Oh, now they're doing math and inside their head who had the cheese sticks what the heck why did you why did you have to order top shelf whiskey uh all these things are happening and you're still trying to you know ramp this thing up to bring it home and at that point i like to address that that's happening you know give it up for the wait staff do things that 
that can kind of keep us all on the same page, recognize the, it's not really an elephant in the room, but recognize what's happening in the room. And yeah, that's a, that's a tough skill to master and I'm still doing that, but it's, it's kind of the sixth sense you get as a comedian. You just start to feel it. You don't ever like, so oftentimes you don't just notice it happening. You could feel it. Okay. That, that the engagement level there, there's starting to be a murmur. You feel that. So yeah, that's, Interesting question. Thanks, Chris. Uh, let's see. Ray Petty, who's a top fan on my Facebook page, uh, said, how do you handle hecklers? Dude, <laughs> every heckler is a unique a-hole. <laughs> so each one is different. And I, I break down hecklers into three categories. Okay, the definition of a heckler is just someone who's in the way of the show. And that can happen, in my opinion, that happens in three different ways. The first way is uh, an innocent one. And, and it's a person that's just having fun. They're, they're repeating punchlines. Possibly they're guessing punchlines. Or they're just laughing. Sometimes a laugh that's too loud and obnoxious can get in the way. And I never, never want to like discourage anybody from laughing if they're having a great time that's fine but sometimes there's an outlier and there's one person like that has a unique loud laugh and it's sort of distracting and i don't mind it i mean i I love unique laughs i love to hear that but sometimes like geez they are really (laughs) standing out in a crowd so that's the first kind of heckler they just kind of get in the way Uh, an annoying one is someone who guesses punchlines because a lot of times you know you you do the setup and then there's a pause for dramatic effect or to kind of like let that sink in what you just said and if somebody's feeling filling that void that silence with something other than a laugh then uh it kind of like it takes the pacing away so that's a little bit of annoying but you also know it comes from an innocent place that's the first kind of heckler then there's the kind of heckler who thinks they're helping they think oh well i'm helping the show no we you you might find a nugget once in a while, but by and large, comedians do not need uh, <laughs> do not need the help of an audience member offering up something. Like yes, on a rare occasion, it can be beneficial and it can be very funny. Uh, but in my experience, it's not worth drudging through the ninety percent of one ones that are just like okay now you just you're you're annoying me <laughs> you're in the way um that that's usually someone that's been drinking too much or they want attention you know they've sat, sat there quietly for too long and they're just bubbling over which i understand that i understand but it's <laughs> that's that's the second level of heckle the third level of heckle which is much less rare but it gets all the attention is the mean spirited uh jabbing at a comedian this does not happen very often at all but a few times a year it'll it'll occur and this is the classic you know def what most people think of when they think of a heckler is somebody who's saying something derogatory to a comedian because in their opinion it's not going well or you said something they don't like that that is the like the uh i don't know what word i tried to i just tried to say like ipso facto and i don't i've never used whatever that is i've never said that in my life i don't know why it came into my head and i was like use that ipso facto that's a thing i right now i i'm really not even sure that's a thing ipso facto uh have you guys ever heard am i just making that up am i just so tired that i don't know ipso facto meaning it's a thing. Ipso facto. Why did that come into me? ipso facto? By that 
by that very fact or act. The enemy of one's enemy may be ipso facto a friend. Ooh, that's not even clear to me what the heck that means. But I feel like it. I feel like I could have said it, and you guys have been like, "Well, I guess that's. I guess that's that." <laughs> ipso facto. All right. Well, we're we're learning things, sort of. I, I'm still not very clear. If any of you guys can can dumb it down for me a little more, what ipso facto is, I'll I'll try and use it more often. It's kind of a funny, funny phrase. Um. Uh, so that third level of heckler is the mean-spirited, and it doesn't happen that much, but it did happen a few weeks ago. I was in Tulsa at the Looney Bin, and uh, and I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun crowds there, uh, thanks to everybody who came out, And uh, but there was one table of three. There was a gal and two guys. And uh, during the show, when the host and the feature were on stage, they were just outside smoking cigarettes the entire time. talking. They were not in the show hardly at all. And then right before I went on, they came in and they sat down for like maybe the last three minutes of the feature set. And the whole time they're just talking to each other, talking. So right away, I'm kind of annoyed at this person. Like you're, you're not even in the show. And when you are in there, you're not paying attention. You're not doing anything. And... Uh, I had been on stage for like five minutes, and all of a sudden, you know what? I have it recorded on my phone. I don't know if I... Uh, I'm going to put it... Yes, I'm going to put it right here. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys hear it. Let me let me explain what happened first. So these people came in, and they, and they were talking. And that's annoying, but it was like a low murmur. I was like, I'm not going to address it unless it gets out of hand. And and so I'm, I'm on stage for about five minutes, and I say something, and I hear... Like, I hear from the their area, I hear someone say something like, that's a funny, that's the first funny thing he said all night, or something like that. It's on the tape. We're, we'll listen to it here, and you guys could tell me what you think, or if maybe, <laughs> if you think I shouldn't have done that. I'm not saying anybody's name. I don't even know their name, but, I, and I kind of called him out. So, so I, I have a, I have like a kind of three strike policy with hecklers. Like if you're in one of the first two categories, I give you grace and you get three strikes. Like if you're just in the way, like I'll ignore it and then maybe I'll address it in a nice way. And if it keeps coming back, then I'm like, okay, that needs to stop because it's getting in the way. But I try to be nice about it. But if you're the third level heckler, then we skip those strikes. And now I just have to... uh, fight for survival and that's not that's not a good position you want to be in as a heckler uh, you don't want to face off against a comedian because uh that you know they're probably going to get the best of you and and i felt bad doing it but it was like it's instinct and it's survival when it happens and here just listen to it right here i'll put it in oh is that you that was just talking yeah, you guys have been talking the entire show when you were outside smoking a cigarette. And now you chime in? It's my birthday, it's okay. No, that's not okay. It's okay. No. It, you can't be entitled that much to my, it's my birthday. I could ruin everybody's time if I want. <laughs> you only turned 32 twice. <laughs> You're 25? Yeah. Keep smoking. <laughs> She's been in here for seven minutes, talked the entire time, and then she chimes in like that. I want to get a refund. You gonna get a refund? I doubt it. (laughs) You're the kind of person that eats like 99% of the steak, tastes like shit. (laughs) 
so yeah, I, <laughs> I, I didn't enjoy that portion of the show. I, I most comedians, I don't think enjoy uh, needing to deal with a heckler, and I feel bad. If if truth be told, I feel bad. But she was definitely in the way, and and she, what she said was mean to me, and and then she like. Like I, I ribbed once and I wasn't really mean. I was just kind of like pushing her back, like trying like, okay, you can't do this. Like, don't you see what you're doing is is harmful to the show. And then she said, I'm I'm 25, bitch. <laughs> and when she said that, I was like, okay, now I gloves are off because now you've just you you've attacked and I, I have no choice but to bite back. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, and, and just to let you guys know, she did not get a refund. Um, they, they left, they, they left, they, they weren't kicked out. They, they were warned right at the, right after what you just heard. The, the bouncer came over and warned them like, Hey, you can't do that. And, and they felt, they felt bad that they, they just, they had never been before. And this, that's the thing. I, I, I'm a firm believer that most, uh, most people, like myself included, like when I first started to go to stand-up shows, you have to learn like what's what's appropriate, what's not, and it's a tough environment because people are drinking, so things get on, and it's a live show, and it's different every single night, every single show, and so it's a, it's a weird thing, but that's what makes it so fun. That's what makes it so exciting in that moment. So that's I wanted to share that with you guys, and I hope I hope that wasn't distasteful. I hate. I hate people that, you know, take pictures of a goofy looking person out in public and then post some mean, uh, like comment on them and, and post it online. So I hope that wasn't that way, but, uh, I hope that answered your question, Ray. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate the question. Um, let's see what else we have here. Let's see. A lot of people wanting to know when I'm coming back to places. Oh, this is a good, uh, so people are asking, you know, when I'm coming back to, uh, different places of the country, I typically, Typically, like 18 months to two years is a sweet spot because I don't want to come back to a uh, I don't want to come back to a place and have people come out and see me again that just saw me last year and they say, "Ooh, that wasn't enough new material." You know, it takes it, I, it takes three years to develop an hour, so I don't want to come in and then you only see 20 new minutes or something. You say, "Oh well, whatever, screw that guy." Like I, I want to give you guys your money's worth, so I try and come back to most places somewhere between like 18 months to two and a half years apart from each other, and I hate that that happens, but hopefully. Hopefully this podcast kind of bridges that gap. Hopefully, you know, we're able to, uh, I'm able to keep you guys entertained and, and give you some content here on the podcast and we can still interact and, and have fun together, even though I can't come to town, you know, every single year. So that, that answers that question. Thanks for asking Linda. Um, and everybody else that's asked when I'm coming back to certain places, I try, I try my best to get back as often as I can, but usually that ends up being about every two years or so. Um, has anyone ever, Angela asks, has anybody ever thrown bra or panties on stage? No. And I don't know why. And I'm not even sure that I want to be the guy that that's happened, but I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't have the raw sexual magnetism of an Andrew Dice Clay. I'm not, I'm not getting a lot of, uh, bra and panties. A lot, a lot of people send, uh, drinks to the stage. 
um, things like that. I got to figure out, yeah, I, I need a thing. I, I do this joke about gift cards. People started uh, bringing gift cards, which is kind of funny. <laughs> because in the joke, uh, I, I say, you know, get the ones that aren't activated. And that way, <laughs> you know, but when you give them as a gift, people don't know they're not worth anything. So some people have given me like uh, gift cards that are worthless. And some people have given me gift cards that are actually have money on them. So <laughs> that's kind of a fun little Russian roulette I get to play every time I go somewhere and try and use a gift card. I have no idea if what you guys brought uh, was good or bad. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Sometimes it's good. And I'm like, hooray. <laughs> and sometimes it's bad. I'm like, ah, all right. Thought I'd try. Um, let's see here. Uh, what's Larry's cell phone number? Um, I don't know it right offhand. It's in my phone. I'm not going <laughs> to give that out, obviously. Uh, Favorite TV show? Seinfeld. Bottom Bottom line best sitcom of all time uh and, and it's coming to netflix so i've thought about like incorporating a little bit of uh seinfeld like maybe watch one episode per week and and review it here on the on the show tell me if that's something you guys would be into seinfeld is my favorite all-time show i love a lot of tv shows but seinfeld is still like the ipso facto top notch for me Ooh, i think i maybe i used it um uh somebody asked what happened in the nebraska ohio state game dude that uh nikki that that was a big bummer i was i was going on stage in tulsa right uh i i watched like the first 10 minutes and we were already down like 17 nothing when i went on stage and i came off stage we were down 44 points or something like that uh I really thought I really thought we were gonna keep that one at least within distance. And those of you who are Nebraska Cornhusker fans, I apologize. I'll keep this short. I, I you know grew up loving the Huskers, still love them. I think we're on the right track. I, I believe that Scott Frost got us on the right track, but it's gonna be a few years. You know, I'll tell you who I really like is that Luke McCaffrey. Um, that's Ed McCaffrey who played wide receiver for the Denver Broncos for years. Uh, it's his kid. It's his like last line uh and he's got two other kids in the nfl i think a christian mccaffrey is a stud running back probably the top uh fantasy football player this year maybe outside of patrick mahomes he's i mean he's killing it and this kid is just a true freshman and i saw him when i was on the field at the colorado game and this dude is like may he's like a statue it's crazy it's like if you were going to cast somebody to be superman that's who it would be and so i think he's the future i'm really looking forward to it i mean adrian martinez is obviously a a great athlete i don't think he's playing as hard as he used to i think he's trying to pass first run second which i feel like he's the kind of athlete that needs to be 50 50 and when he decides to run he needs to run hard but that luke mccaffrey watch out for him i think he's he's gonna be fantastic um let's see Bob Stewart asks, you are the headliner who's opening for you, George Carlin or Sam Kinison? Well, probably I'm opening for those guys, but probably they're not going to be uh, opening for me. But if I had to pick, I think I would pick George Carlin. I mean, Sam Kinison was wild and, and could destroy audiences, but I, I feel like uh, I feel like my style would be more in tune with George Carlin. And I mean, for me, he's one of the top five all time. So, so I mean, working with him would be fantastic. He's actually the first guy, first person that I 
tried to work for back when I was in college at Indiana University. Um, and, you know, I was writing stand-up since the time I was in junior high. I just never performed, and and then I was a guest usher at our uh, Indiana University Auditorium. And if you if you help people find their seats, you could stand back and watch the shows for free. And George Carlin came my freshman year, and I knew the guy that was the general manager of the auditorium. And I go, Hey, I've got I've written some jokes. Do you think I could uh, do some time before George? And he goes. What are you crazy? I'm not gonna let you eat it in front of 2,600 people here. <laughs> like, but in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna crush it. And George's gonna be like, hey, kid, you're coming with me. Screw this learning stuff. You're on the road. <laughs> and uh, I didn't get to do that, but I got to watch George, and it was fantastic. Uh, I would love to have worked with him. That would have been amazing. Um, people saying, when are you coming back to Kansas? Hopefully this year. Hopefully, um, you know, the, a new club just opened up in Kansas City. I think it's called the Comedy Club of Kansas City. Uh, hit them up and say, hey, uh, we want to see Nick Hoff. That'd be awesome. Uh, I'd love to get in there. Um, let's see. Here we go. What else do we have? What's the difference between a sandwich and a hot dog? I think that's pretty obvious that they're the exact same. Um, yeah, I think I think that I may have missed a few. I'm sorry if I missed it. Uh, but I think that's it for the podcast this week, you guys. I'm sorry that Sarah had to cut out a little early, but uh, I was glad I got to get to some of these questions. And I love this interaction with uh, with you guys. So if you have any ideas for the podcast, things you liked hearing about, things you want to hear about, um, you know, let me know. Uh, I'd be happy to uh, to change things up or uh, incorporate some of your ipso facto ideas. Now, see, now I'm pushing it and that didn't work i think we've all learned a lot about ipso facto um guys i want uh, i want to thank you for listening to the podcast thank you hit rate it and subscribe it that only takes like a minute or two and it actually really helps uh if you're not already subscribed to my youtube channel i'm trying to get more involved there so do that those are all like little free things that you can do uh that help me out uh and and you guys might not see that but it's actually huge when you guys do that when you get engaged and things like that uh Coming up, um, like I said, this weekend, I'm at the Edgewater Casino in Laughlin, Nevada. Uh, if you're around there, come see me. And then on Monday, I'm at the Honda Casino in Pine Top, Arizona. It's on the far east side of Arizona, so if you're there, uh, i got October 29th. I'm at the Throckmorton Theater. It's my first time doing this like legendary theater where you know Dana Carvey and Robin Williams used to go up all the time. So I'm doing that uh, up in Mill Valley, California. That's up north of San Francisco. Uh, November 2nd, I'm with Cable Guy in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And then uh, late November, uh, we start the big uh, Remain Seated tour. Larry and I uh, were doing like 10 shows in eight days, all leading up to him taping his special. So we're like Green Bay, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Des Moines, Iowa, Peoria, Illinois, Kalamazoo, Michigan, Springfield, Illinois, Effingham, Illinois, and then we finish in Joliet with two shows. He's recording a special. So if you're in those areas, come say hi, hit me up. Uh, I'd love to see you guys. And yeah, have a great week. Don't forget to doom, doom, bip. Doom, doom, bip.